Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. I heard it's to a sacred chord that David played and that pleased the Lord, and uh, it is another Digital Citizen episode 248. My name is Fro. Uh, hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Do you know that uh, where that is from? I will be very impressed. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh... What's the guy's name? I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he died recently. The guy who wrote <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, who wrote it was the, the other question, because it's not Jeff Buckley, like everybody that is a teenager thinks it is for some reason. Oh, Jeff Buckley, I love that song. <laughs> no, I can't remember. Uh, <clears throat> I can't remember the guy's I, name. I, uh, well, I'll I just say give you Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog did it <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> it was a Canadian... Does that help? No, it was Leonard Cohen. Right, Leonard Cohen. You don't remember um, yeah. emo Kermit uh, singing Hallelujah? Yeah, no. there was. There's a I, great. There was a website called like uh, emo Kermit, I think, or something like that, where he. It was this person who did all these music videos using a Kermit the Frog hand puppet, and they did all these okay. very dark songs, like uh, like that one and a bunch of other ones where. It's Kermit, and it's got this whole backstory. Oh, you got to look that up. I'll find it for you. <laughs> sounds, sounds what I would call interesting. Uh, what a shitty, shitty week this has been, especially for me. Uh, so, uh, I have a hand that I can't use. I have totally fucked uh, my right hand. Uh, I, I started feeling kind of numb first in my arm. So uh, what I did was I, uh, as every responsible person, the doctor and I said, hey, what is this? And uh, guess what? I got the mouse arm. What a surprise. I am so shocked. Do you know what a mouse arm is? No, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) So you have this um, muscle between... Uh, your point finger and up your arm. And if you use that too much or in the wrong angle, you can hurt your clicking ability uh, with, uh, with doing stupid stuff with your fingers. So it hurts every time I move my hand left or right. If I keep it still, it doesn't really hurt. But if I use my right arm... Uh, it hurts. And guess what? I'm right-handed. So that is a very, very fun experience. Oh, yeah, that's no fun. Uh, yeah. Well, you. here's an idea. Maybe you'll get better at using your left hand. You'll become, you know... Uh... What do you call it? Point dextrous, don't right. you? Uh... When you use both of the... Something arms? like that, right. You, where you can use yeah. both arms, or both hands, or both feet, or whatever. Multi-dextrous right. or something. Something like that. 
Yeah, someday when we pass. I just sent uh, you that website. Go go to the chat. Sad sad <laughs> sadkermit.com is what it's called. I, okay, I will do that while we tell, tell the audience about your week. Well, first of all, go share the podcast. Share share wherever you share podcasts, whether it's Twitter or uh, Instagram or Facebook or Reddit or whatever else. Share our podcast with people out there that would help. Uh, what did I do this week? Jeez, uh, a lot of firewood. I caught a lot of firewood this week. That's what I've been doing. Okay. <laughs> Kermit just singing "Hurt" in my my ears while while you told me that. Okay, right. He did. Yeah. There's a bunch of different uh, sad Kermit songs. Uh, this is from. Oh, this is like a is meme amazing. from like I don't know 2010 maybe. Sad Kermit. Yeah. Right. Hey, uh, I don't know if we talked about this. Oh, we have. Uh, do you know what dopamine is, Luke? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, for for audience that doesn't know that it is a hormone in in your uh, uh, head that plays a very um, important role. It is a very organic um, chemical, and uh, if you get um, it, it it gives you very much like pleasure, motivation. It is very much like for things like that. So. Um, a lot of people uh, can uh, use dopamine in a very good and, and sensitive thing. I have a brain that is not very good at storing dopamine, to say it very, very much light. Um, there is a glandary thing in my brain where I uh, everything that has to do with uh, adrenaline or lepotin or anything like that uh, converts to dopamine in my my head so if i do anything uh, that has to do with social media i get that so guess what happened well i was on twitch and discord for 80 plus hours in a row and i totally crashed so i had to call my doctor I had to uh, go uh, just away from it. I uninstalled Discord. I told everybody on Twitch about uh, uh, not the situation. I told them to listen to the podcast because guess what? This has happened before. We have had this discussion before. It will probably happen again. And it is too late when it happens. So... Uh, we had the same situation with me and Facebook. We had the same situation with me and Twitter. And now we had it with both Discord and Twitch. So <clears throat> it isn't good for me. So I just have to keep the fuck away. I am I love you all on those communities, but it's not good for me. Right. It's really, really, really not good for me. Because I think Twitch is a weird addictive. one because they're... We've had this discussion in the past with you. Is like, what is social yeah. media? Uh, where yeah. YouTube, you don't treat YouTube like social media no. because it's like a no. di distancing thing. Like you're not a creator on YouTube, right? Right. right. So um, when it comes to YouTube, that's not like social media. But Twitch is like this in between place where it's like, yeah, you don't have to be a creator to interact on Twitch and like uh, no. gain followers and get people to notice you. Right. So Twitch became a social media, even though it's a streaming service, right? 
yeah, because I met the people there. Right. And I I connected to, to them and towards uh, that I created a thing into the Discord channels. And Discord is definitely uh, a social media. I wouldn't say it's a social media app, but it's at least a social media place to meet people. It's a platform, right. Right. I mean, the whole purpose of it is to be able to share uh, live video with other people. That's the whole purpose of Discord. So, yes, I'd say Discord is definitely a social media. Twitch is like this weird in-between space. It's a hybrid. Right, it's it's in-between social media and uh, a streaming uh, video service, right? And for people that doesn't really know me and are listening to this for for the first time, I'm not very surprised by this. This didn't really... uh, I wasn't shocked that this happened. I was a little shocked that it had this much um, control over me because... uh, uh, I think I'm very bad at looking at it when I am in the situation. I'm very good at looking at it after the fact, when it is too late. And uh, I I had this uh, speech with my psychiatrist uh, this week as well. I, I told her about this and I said, one of the things that amazes me is like when when I do it, it gets so... Uh, I I get so attached to it that I'm not really willing to let go of it before I'm in the situation where I haven't slept for three days and want to commit suicide. Like, when, when, when when that situation is there, it is a little too late. I have been up for 80 days, I haven't slept, and that creates also problems in, in my body, so... So to make a very sh- uh, long story short, I need to stay away from it. It has nothing to do with the people I, I met there. I love you all. And uh, there are ways of getting hold of me and uh, the people that I have talked to that will be on the podcast in the future. You know who you are. It's totally okay. I am okay. Everything is okay. I have it under control, but I just have to stay away. Right, and this isn't the first time, like you said, that we've dealt with this. So I, I am not surprised <laughs> at all. Um, I could say I, I saw it coming, but like yeah. Fro said, there's nothing you can do when Fro gets in that mind space. I wasn't going to try to rip him away, so yeah. No. Anyway, let's go into the news, because guess what? There are more awful persons than me out there. Uh, there's this lady that I wouldn't touch with a... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the thing that you hold sausages with when you grill. Uh, a skewer? A skewer! Thank you. A girl that I wouldn't touch with a skewer. Christian Maxwell. Right, Gislaine or Ghislaine, as everybody seems to be saying now. Uh, <laughs> G- but I, but we're going to go with Jizzy Giz- Giz- Maxwell. Accused Jeffrey Epstein accomplice Ghislaine Maxwell arrested at $1 million New Hampshire home. Uh, The accused procurer for dead convicted sex criminal Jeffrey Epstein was arrested Thursday at her New Hampshire home, uh, which was purchased all in in all cash uh, uh, for $1 million last December by a legal entity. Uh, that entity, a limited liability corporation, was created after the homeowner's real estate agent 
uh, balked at selling to an anonymous buyer. So they created a like a fake company so that the fake company could then buy the house in cash so that they do, wouldn't have to buy it anonymously so there wasn't like a record of it. Uh, the agent spoke within hours of learning of another real estate agent that the British socialite was busted by the FBI at the 156-acre property in New Hampshire around 8.30 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Do you think it's kind of like, when I think of people like buying things with with a suitcase full of money, I, I all of a sudden think it's corruption or it should be illegal. Is it really legal to buy a fucking house for a pile of money? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it says How? here... How is that legal? Well, they did it through an, L, uh, an LLC. It says the defendant appeared to be hiding on the property acquired in all cash per in an all cash purchase in December 2019 in Bradford, New Hampshire, right. an area in which no other which he has no other known connections, uh, said the Manhattan federal prosecutors. Uh, an LLC is a limited liability corporation. Other records showed the buyer was Granite Re- Realty LLC, whose listed manager is in Boston. And a lawyer named Jeffrey Roberts. Robert Roberts did not immediately respond for a request for comment. So there you go. Yeah, what a shock! I'm so surprised. But yeah, no, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got her. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that. <laughs> I, I'm 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 very happy. I'm I'm uh, this is. One of the best news I have had in weeks. It says here that until December, the property where Maxwell was arrested was owned by the same lawyer. The lawyer's real estate agent said the property features in a gorgeous home. Right. So we had heard recently, within the last couple months, that she was in Paris. Mm. You remember this from? Yes. Yes, I do. We were also seeing that she's. Like according to the to what we've seen, she has been traveling around quite a bit. So it's possible she was in Paris when we talked about it a few mo- weeks ago, month ago, right. whatever. And then she came back to the U.S. to to go to New Hampshire. Why? Why do you think she would go? You know what I mean? If she's running away from the United States police, why would she go hide right. in New Hampshire, bro? No, that's a very good question i don't know i would think uh i have a theory maybe that uh, if jeffrey epstein is still alive maybe they was meeting there somehow i don't know is that what you're thinking i i i don't i think she was turning herself in basically i think she's why i think she's got more connections to the national security state here in America than they're letting on and that she mm. her coming back to the US was basically her saying uh, okay now I'm ready to turn myself in and it wasn't as much oh I'm turning myself in as it was oh I'm here you can get me now I've got all my ducks in, in a row I've taken care of everything I've paid everybody off that needs to be paid off this kind of thing right. does that make sense 
So they gave her maybe... the time to to take care of the things, get all, all the people uh, who needed to be covered covered, all the people who could get in trouble, uh, get them out of the way, and then they right. arrest her. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. But uh, he, here's kind of I, I I guess this is her problem. <laughs> I don't know if it is a problem. I think I think it is her problem that uh, people's eyes will be on this. So if she gets a very lenient trial or if she gets released because she's cooperating, I don't think there will be a lot of people that would support that decision. She's kind of set herself in a situation where... It doesn't really help that she has a lot of uh, people in high places helping her out because it will right away look like a corruption. I'm not really sure what you mean. Well, let's say she has bribed any anybody she needs to bribe, right? Okay. And she's she has turned herself in. And the state would be willing to give her uh, immunity for a lot of charges for her to uh, <coughs> turn on people. Talk again, turn on people. Yes, I think that people would not accept that if she didn't give them a lot. Then she had to really give them a lot because now our eyes is on her because we know she has turned herself in. Right, you say that, but I, I think they could keep all that stuff under wraps in the sense that how they just they don't tell people. They say she gave us a bunch of info, and we're still investigating the uh, the name she said to us, and we're going to uh, investigate this. This could be an ongoing thing for the next ten years that we don't find out the names that she released to them. Right. Right, and so. Uh, and she could get immunity, and the people that... Let's say there are people that she didn't want to name, uh, mm-hmm. that she put, that she got them to safety. She names all the people that, oh, I can name this person because I don't care about them or whatever, this or that. Obviously, she's a complete sociopath. I bet there's people she doesn't actually give a shit about and would throw under the bus. And then there's other right. people, like Prince Andrew, who I doubt she's going to throw under the bus, right? So, right. um... I think it's a thing where she's playing her odds. She knows that if she puts out just enough information to get her, to get her off or get her a lesser sentence, she can, she can avoid uh, talking about the, the biggest people and give them a bunch of smaller fish to fry. If that makes sense. Mm, mm. But I think those fries has to be big enough for uh, uh, the police to give the public uh, uh, enough information to uh, make them look good because the police wouldn't be interested in uh, Joe Peterson that nobody knows. They would be interested in, in at least B celebrities or people that, that are in the... Right, what if it was of... Harvey Weinstein? She calls out right. Harvey Weinstein, she calls out... Uh... A few, Kevin Spacey, 
some of these people that right. are that already are being accused of things in this yeah. nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not ruining... That makes sense. It is ruining them a bit more, but it's not ruining anybody new. Right. Right. You know, that that makes totally sense. I I agree. I just think it's good. I I, I think it's blatantly good news. I'm just (laughs) very skeptical of what will come out of it. Right. I mean... Is she going to get Epstein? That's the the thing. The the other thing is, what happens Mm -hmm. if she dies in prison? Right. Like... Shit would go. I mean, everybody already thinks there are already people making T-shirts. Uh, Maxwell didn't kill herself. T-shirts out there. You can already right. buy those right. shirts. Um, right. They they have to have her under like serious surveillance, like twenty four hour guard. They have yeah. to make sure that the cameras are working. Some kind of independent <laughs> surveillance company that's not even like part right. of the police or state or anything else. It's got to be like yeah. some completely independent surveillance people watching it, her otherwise like if the cam- if the cameras all fail again and the guards yeah. happen to be napping and all this other stuff you know what i mean and her her they, cell they, is filled with uh <laughs> dirty sheets then we're gonna be like okay this is a, what's going on here they have hired bug, dog the bounty hunter to sit and look at her 24 hours right That's yeah i know but yeah, no. But uh, uh, talking about Epstein, because this is this has, of course, had very much. I mean, this is the biggest news of the world, the week, I would say. And uh, I smiled. I I was like, yes, finally. But uh, Deutsche Bank faces a hundred and fifty million fine for Jeffrey Epstein ties. That is a lot of money. Right. Uh, it says Deutsche Bank has been hit with the fine for failing to properly monitor its relationship with convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. New York state regulators said the bank had suffered significant compliance failures processing hundreds of transactions for Jeffrey Epstein. Those included payments to Russian models and $800,000 in suspicious cash withdrawals that didn't the money wow. didn't seem to go anywhere. Deutsche said it deeply regretted its relationship with Epstein. (laughs) It said that it had spent over a billion dollars to improve its training and to expand its anti-financial crime team. Uh, Mm -hmm. The New York Department of Financial Services said the bank, which worked with Epstein from 2013 to 2018, helped him transfer millions of dollars, including more than $7 million, to resolve legal issues and more than 2.6 in payments to in payments to women women covering tuition, rent, and other payments uh, among the transactions. Meaning, they were they were sending money over for the women he was procuring from other countries and bringing them over to America. Right. They were paying their Which rent, tuition, like all that stuff. Yeah. And then, then, here, here's the thing: like, I will give them a crash course. Don't, don't work with people that are known for kiddle, kiddy fiddling. That is the crash course the Deutsche Bank needs. Anybody, anybody that has worked with Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> will have that on their resume. I mean, everybody that pretended not to know anything. It's not only Jesse. 
I mean, there's so many people around him in the organizations and things like that. They had to be aware of what the fucking creep he was. This oh, is there were definitely little... well, there were people that knew and didn't do anything. They yeah. they knew and they hung around with him and they partied with him and yeah. I mean, like we we saw this week, Ghislaine Maxwell at uh, uh, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Like in yeah. the, in the background, just hanging out at Chelsea Clinton's yeah. wedding. Yeah, these people were connected with everybody, and tons of people knew what was going on and didn't say anything. That's compliance. That's uh, guilty by association. And then there's right. other people who are actually involved. People, I'm guessing, like Prince Andrew and other people who... Some of these people, these famous people, were just there because these people wanted a, the appearance of wealth, the appearance of uh, fame. Uh, they were sociopaths. And then other people were actually involved in it as well and work not working with them necessarily, but also involved in what was going on. And those are the people we got to find. I mean, right. uh, Virginia roberts Grufray in the last interview I think you sent me that I saw with her, she said, there other women just like Ghislaine Maxwell that did the same thing yeah. that she did. There's other women yeah. as well as men like Jeffrey Epstein, rich, powerful right. men, as well as women who are doing the exact same thing Ghislaine Maxwell was doing. And those women also need to come to justice. So this is not a, this is not the end. This, this is a, uh, happy moment for all the women and people who were affected by this, but it's also mm -hmm. a moment to go. This is just the beginning. This is, the tipping point, and we're going downhill now. We're we're, uh, this is where it starts. You know what I mean? I I totally agree, and and that's that's kind of that. I feel maybe the most positive about this is like this gives a new light on things. I don't I don't know what she will say. If I if I had to guess, I'm going to guess that she will give them as much. Like looks at as much in, in information she needs to, but not enough to destroy people she really has connections to. <laughs> like, or people that could do something to stop her from getting immunity. Like she's not gonna if she has ability to get some kind of immunity or get some kind of plea deal. There are powerful enough people out there that if she named yeah. named them, they're going to be able to affect her plea deal and get her a bigger, a higher sentence or whatever else. So, right. can she name those people when they could affect? Right. Right. So that it, uh, it's it's a very strange situation. And like we said, uh, that's assuming that she actually gets to name people uh, that she yep. that she gets to trial. That's what yep. we want to see is her actually go to trial and we get to see her be convicted oh, and everything else. I would love that trial. I would fucking love it. Hey, I'm sure that we find out that uh, GC is a <laughs> Russian spy because everything is the Russian's fault. We know this from so many years now. Everything is the Russian's fault. Uh, do you think CIA maybe briefed Trump on the Right. Last week we talked about how it, it was being reported by anonymous uh, intelligence sources that um, Russian, the Russian government was paying the Taliban to ki kill U.S. soldiers. Do you remember this? We talked about it last week. 
Yes. Uh, and the big thing was that uh, Donald Trump knew about it, supposedly, and didn't do anything about it. It was reported in the New York Times, in the Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal. If you remember that, we talked about it last week. Uh, and yes. we we had said, this seems a little sketchy. We don't know who told us this. We don't know if they're legitimate or what's going on. We also pointed out that our government is trying to stop the Afghani war and trying to make a deal with the Taliban. You remember us saying all that? Yep. Well, it says here, President Donald Trump was not verbally briefed on reports of, of Russia trying to kill U- U.S. soldiers, said National Security Advisor. Uh, the Ooh. CIA officer decided the intelligence <laughs> was not verified, therefore should not wow. go up to the, to the president. Oh, so this what was not shot? this none none of this was confirmed, and that's why they didn't tell him because they didn't know if it was true or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's a surprise? I was it's so almost shot. like we said this last week, right? <laughs> I mean, we, this was like the biggest news last week when we did the show. Uh, and have you heard yeah. anything else about the whole? Nope. Right. Okay. Not one thing. This it all of a sudden disappeared. I wonder why. It's almost like it was fake news or something. The intelligence report uh, arrived amid U.S. attempts to negotiate a peace deal to end the Afghan war. At the time uh, of the alleged plan to target U.S. service person, uh, Trump was also seeking to improve relations with Vladimir Putin. Uh, Russia has denied the reports, while Taliban has said it has not made any deal with agents from Moscow. I almost want to do, if we ever do a podcast on the 1st of April again, I almost want to do the whole podcast in Russian just to fuck people off. <laughs> like pretend Russian. Pretend Russian? Yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm going to learn Russian just to do a joke for a podcast. But... <laughs> no, but, but we go like, <laughs> and that sounds Russian. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll just do yeah. like the... The fake Russian, uh, Red Dawn Russian, right? Right, yes. Oh, what a, a fantastic TV show, by the way. It was a movie, right? Yeah, movie. Yeah, and TV show. Was it a TV show? I didn't even know. I, I think it was a UK TV show, yeah. Oh, really? Anyway, yeah. Hey, talking about conspiracy theories, have you heard that TikTok is a Chinese spy? <laughs> spy spying agency app. I think we've talked about it on the show before in the past, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the Chinese uh, app TikTok maybe will be banned. Mr. Papeo says, uh, would you recommend downloading TikTok Secretary State of uh, Secretary of State Mike Papeo was asked the question on Monday night on uh, the most reliable news sources of all Fox News. <laughs> Only if you want your private information in the hands of Chinese Communist Party, he replied. Asked uh, if he would ban the apps, including TikTok. He said, I don't want to get in front, uh, in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. Wow. It's very worrying <laughs> statement for TikTok. Uh, the huge Chinese social media company has experienced phenomenal growth in the last two years. It's been downloaded more than two billion times. Luke, do you have TikTok on your phone? 
I did. I've downloaded okay. TikTok and and then I deleted it because it's totally useless. And I mean, I, I understand the I, purpose of it, but like, right, it is completely drivel. Like most of it, I I have never ever used it. I have seen TikToks. I know what TikToks are, but I have just never seen it. Yeah. So, what do you think about this? Well, it says uh. It's not just the U.S., but around the world, TikTok is facing backlash. It's finding a hard way that being international and a tech company, uh, as well as being owned partially by China, isn't great combination right now. By far, its largest market, India, has banned TikTok last week as well, wow. along with 58 other Chinese apps. Officially, uh, official security concerns were given for the reason that India canceled or. Yeah, canceled TikTok, I'll call it that. Um, yeah. I think this is hilarious because wasn't it last week we were talking about how the TikTok kids came in and uh, ruined Trump's Trump. yeah. uh, rally by uh, pretending oh, that we're all going to go to Trump's rally? Wasn't that? And then t- and then Trump's people come out and say, oh, we got to ban TikTok right after that happens. Makes me go, hmm, uh-huh. maybe they just don't like TikTok because it made <laughs> them look like idiots. <laughs> and I, there, there, there is kind of weird. I feel kind of, uh, I don't feel bad for them, but there's company I do feel uh, bad for. I mean, the uh, Hawaii thing is also like connected to this. And I, I mean... I just feel like this is kind of, they are taking this, uh, like we said before, they are taking this Russia hate and now they are moving it to China because that makes more sense. Because uh, China is more, more... Uh, they have money. A big, yeah, and they have a bigger power than, than Russia has right now. Well, yeah, they have, more, mean, they have a bigger military, they have got more money, yeah. they've got more nuclear weapons, they're a bigger threat period if you want to call them that but right like yeah it's not just shifting it it's the, like i said a couple weeks ago maybe it's a whole red scare yeah. thing you know it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. oh the russians and the chinese and the venezuelans uh right. the cubans are coming after it. it's the red scare right. all over again right yeah no and then that's that's what, what gets me it's like it uh I, don't, I talked to a, a, a Christian friend of mine today, uh, no, yesterday, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, about, about this situation, about how uh, how uh, representatives as, as his fate is people like Joel Opstein that we see on TV or like uh, that fucking COVID-spitting uh, priest uh, is kind of what we see as Christianity. And I get why people are pissed when they see see people like that uh, portrayed on on TV. And I'm I'm I I have told this story many times before. I have been a leader of the Communist Party Youth Party in my youth, so I I feel like there there is a lot of things that communism is very good at. I don't think it's very good in 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 practice, but I think it's very good on paper. When all that is said and done, I'm not a Chinese supporter, I'm not a Russian supporter, I'm just a, a very much a socialist supporter that wants to spread wealth through all all the countries. And I think this is a 
way of making socialism. They are pointing at this and calling it socialism, and they are mixing socialism and Chinese government communism together. And they are calling it the same and branding it the same to confuse people. Well, the Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party is a communist right. party, but the Chinese right. uh, monetary system is not a right. communist monetary system. It's a no. capitalist monetary system. Well, right. their politics are communist. Their monetary right. values, the way they handle their money, the way they set up their finances are not uh, communist in, in the same way that we think of them. So they're mixing right. these two things and saying these people are communist. Yes, they're, they have a communist party, but their monetary right. systems are not. Another thing is, if we're going to get rid of TikTok because it's owned partially by a Chinese company, you know what else we got to get rid of, which we've talked about in the past? Uh, doesn't come to mind. Quibi. Also owned yeah, Quibi, yeah, by yeah. a Chinese company. <laughs> I don't think I would mind that that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if either, if TikTok or, and Quibi go away, nothing has been lost, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, they have the same value in my mind, more or less. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I saw I saw uh, on Quibi. Well, I'm going to talk about it a little later. But uh, anyway, um, no. But it, it it feels like they're doing this paint to confuse people. That 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 is what irritates me most about it. This propaganda they propaganda wheel they're they're having is is a propaganda wheel to confuse people about what socialism really are is. And I think that goes together with what is going on in Venezuela as well. I mean, they're pointing to that and call, calling everything wrong in Venezuela uh, is because of socialism. It has nothing to do with uh, them trying to, to, to overtake them and things like that. But guess what? The United Kingdom unquickly recognized young Guado as Venezuela president. What a shock. A lawyer representing the Venezuelan central bank in the case says it will be seeking leave of the court uh, to appeal the judgment, but the UK has said it unequivocally re recognizes opposition leader Juan Guaido as the Venezuelan president in a crucial ruling over the fate of uh, 800 million pounds in gold bullion being held back mm -hmm. in the Bank of England's vault. So the Bank of, Bank of England is holding Venezuelan money uh, hostage. hostage yeah. Right. It, because they want to put in uh, their own leader. Uh, yep. The Bank of Venezuela took legal action to release the gold held on its behalf, which it wants to sell to help tackle the country's coronavirus crisis amid U.S. sanctions. So they're literally killing people with coronavirus by holding back this gold. It's not like yep. they, they want to hoard the gold in Venezuela. They want to sell it to help their people. The British judge has refused to give Venezuela control of the stash of precious metals because it does not want to recognize Maduro as the country's president. 
the collapse of global oil prices and the quarantine measures uh, designed to quell COVID-19 outbreak has further crippled Venezuela's beleaguered economy under Maduro's administration. His leadership is not recognized by dozens of nations, including the UK and the US. Here in Oregon, Fro, uh, last week at the end of the show, I had mentioned that uh, our governor had required all masks or everybody to wear masks. Remember, you you had said, oh, it's, yeah. that, it's a little late to be doing mm-hmm. that. Um, I said better late than never. Uh, that's what you said, right. And I said, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's going to be something to, interesting to watch for because I assume somebody here in Oregon is going to get mad that they have to go into a store and wear a mask and we're going to get an interesting story out of that. That's what I said at the end of the show last week. Little did I know who it would be that would decide not to wear a mask, but it says here, Oregon police trooper put on leave after uh, flouting state mask mandate at a coffee shop. Uh, Oregon state police trooper is on leave and state superintendent has publicly apologized after uniformed police officers refused to wear face masks inside a coffee shop Wednesday morning. So this happened the day we were doing the show, by the way. After the Uh video of four troopers... Uh, four troopers not wearing masks made public Thursday, and employees alleged one trooper said that the mask mandate violated his civil liberties. Uh, OSP Superintendent Travis Hampton called the troopers' behavior embarrassing and indefensible. Uh, the official said Thursday the trooper who refused to wear the mask had been placed on leave. None of the troopers have been identified. Um... The trooper allegedly refused the, the oh the assistant man, manager's request for him to wear a face mask mask covering, which was mandated by the governor in all public places. The trooper told told the person like the person who was working at the counter, uh, Governor Brown has no authority to take my civil liberties. We are aren't going to wear masks. Hmm. This is a state trooper. This is. The, wow. These are the people who are supposed to be enforcing the mask rule from the governor. That is so freaking wedge. I I find that very 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 sad. I I, I think that's sad because they they are they are a, a role model for other people, and if they see that people are not interested in uh, having. Uh, when they say see if police isn't interested in wearing masks, they would think, "Oh, why should I them?" It says here the trooper, uh, after not wearing not wearing his mask, placed his order, and then was asked what he thought about the mask mandate. He allegedly replied, "Fuck Cape Brown," which is the name of our governor. Okay, I think this goes. You like her? This not only goes to the whole mask thing, but I think this goes to everything we've been talking about police and their entitlement right. and how they feel like they're above the law and how they feel like they're more important than just regular everyday people, how there's this culture of policing that is broken and how they they do what they want. They don't actually follow the law. Police don't mm-hmm. actually follow the law. For, right. Well, look, I thought this week couldn't get more strange 
weird or interesting. And uh, then something happened. Uh, I heard some rumors that Kanye kind of West that was going to run for president. And uh, there were some videos about him saying it, and maybe he wasn't, and he was, <coughs> then he wasn't, maybe, and there, there, there has always been some rumors. Guess what? Congress says that he's done with Trump, and he opens up with the White House bid, damaging Biden and everything in between. So let's go through this. This is going to be interesting. Uh, he is running under the new banner, the birthday, <laughs> right? the birthday party. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it does. With guidance from da, 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 Elon Musk uh, and an obscure vice president candidate. He already has chosen, so that will be fun. Uh, he's not longer supporting Donald Trump. I'm taking the red half up with this into that's okay um he's okay that he takes away uh, black votes from the democratic nominee those helping trump i'm not denying it i just told you to say that black vote is democratic is a form of racism and white supremacy look uh, he has also said that he has never voted in his life i'm so fucking shocked by that then he says that he was sick with COVID-19 in February. He's suspicious of the coronavirus uh, vaccine, terming it the mark of the beast. Hey, didn't we talk about that? Didn't we ago? just do mark of the beast conspiracy? <laughs> yeah. Kanye yeah. West is a mark of the beast conspiracist. Uh, he believes that Planned Parenthood has <laughs> been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. And here's the, the little candle off the top of the cake. <laughs> he envisions the White House organization model based on the secret country of Wakanda, Wakanda in Black Panther. Woohoo! <laughs> ay, ay, ay. <sighs> At least you know who you're going to vote for this year. <clears throat> right, the birthday party. Um, he says, <laughs> I would run as a Republican if Trump wasn't in there. I would run as an independent if he is in there. Uh, he says, Trump is the closest president we've had in years uh, to allowing God to be sp to still be part of the conversation. So wow. this is all coming from a very religious, like, uh, very Christian ideals of, like, uh, this whole idea of uh, the the vaccine being the mark of the beast and all these other things. He's very evangelical, Christian, uh, and a lot of people getting very upset at him for getting into the race, mostly because they say it's going to take away votes from Joe Biden, but I don't... See, uh, if, if Kanye West is taking votes away from Joe Biden, I don't know what to tell you. Joe Biden, right? It's like, if you didn't do enough work to have Kanye West take votes away from you, I don't know what to tell you. So, there is a part that I really, really wanted to, to read, that I, because Luke gave me this five minutes before before we went on the air and said, hey, look at this. 
But uh, there, there's one thing he says about Black History Month, and this is where I went, whoa, shit, really? Oh, one other thing, Black History Month. That is torture porn, because when it comes up, oh, up what uh, to do. And by the way, I got the vibe that the process, we are get, uh, going to beautiful, uplifting, fun, creative pro uh, progress as American Collective. It will show how great we are. So here we go. Black History Month every year is going to remind me of the, uh, also on the fact that we couldn't vote. That meaning white supremacist constructs. And I said that uh, with CTE at the end. I knew that it was about, uh, I knew what was I was talking about. Our minds are so much infinite when it comes across TikToks Instagram, we're trying to influence our children and the next generation who we are. Is he being racist? I honestly don't know what any of that means. I don't see I don't <laughs> see anything racist about that. So I don't I don't know what I honestly if you read that, it's gibberish. <laughs> okay. Is so gibberish? I don't know I, I, Yes, I what is it what does any of that have to do with Black History Month? <laughs> I I don't know how you determined this was racist when it doesn't like it literally means nothing. But it's just like the the Wakanda uh, thing as well. It's just like so. I, what I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why you're. How? Where do you get racist from? I get. I get. I, Totally delusional is what I get. It says here, our minds are so much more infinite than what comes across on TikTok or Instagram. Uh. What does that mean? Our minds are more infinite than what? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, yeah, it doesn't, none of this means anything. Uh, again, like I talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about uh, a guy selling a book and everybody was like, oh, John Bolton, he, he definitely knows everything about Trump. This is going to be the thing that gets Trump, the John Bolton book. And I was like, he's selling a book. Well, guess what? Kanye West is selling an album. He just put out a single. He's got a new album coming out. This is all publicity. It's a big PR stunt. So, can can he run? Sure, he's old enough and everything else. The problem is there are certain states that he can't even get on the ballot because okay. they've are the deadline is already passed. Other places he would have to get hundreds of thousands of signatures in that state to get on the state ballot and they'd have to do it within like the next few weeks or something, which I guess because it's Kanye West is possible, but very unlikely, but there's no possible way for him to get on every state ballot in the United States. So could he run? Yes. Is he going to do anything as far as like, um, affect the race? I, I don't think so. I uh, I looked uh, very fast on on Elon Musk's Twitter and I don't see any tweets uh, from Elon Musk about this. Has he said anything? He just came out well, uh, underneath Kanye's original post when Kanye West right. put out "I'm going to run for president." Under uh, in the replies to that post, Elon Musk said, I'll, "I'm supporting you." Okay. Yeah. So that doesn't mean anything. It's just like. He's saying, I'm supporting you. Anybody who knows Elon Musk on Twitter knows that he's the biggest yeah. troll 
ever. Yes. <laughs> so that doesn't mean it. It means nothing. Like I said, what? they're selling an album, bro. <laughs> Is that album going to be called I Ate 75 Hot Dogs? I hope so. That would be a very, very good title. Because uh, Joey Chestnut, <laughs> we have talked about him before on this podcast, if you're an old listener, uh, sets a new world record down 75 hot dogs at the Nathan Hot Dog Eating Contest. I have to ask you, how many is your record? Well, it's in 10 minutes. I think it's like a 10-minute time limit of, like, you, they start oh. and see how many you can eat in 10 minutes. So he ate 75. 75 in 10 minutes? Right. <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> He's been the world champion for years. I think there was one year where Matt Stone... It says here, the 36-year-old ate 72 in 2017. He ate 70 in 2016. He has now won five in a row... His only loss in the last decade was against Matt Stoney in 2015. Right, I um, remember that. He's he's <laughs> been the reigning champion uh, 13 of the 14 last years since taking down uh, Kobayashi in 2007. Right. If you yeah, remember right. him, who was like a very famous Japanese yeah. eater. Uh, it says Joey Chestnut ate 74 in 2018 and so this is he just one extra hot dog this year to push it over for his record i guess right okay but if we take away the 10 minute limit what what is the most hot dogs you have eaten in one day i don't know not that many not not in the tens it was not even 10 for sure I remember I had the uh, because I, I remember having a hot dog uh, dog eating contest and I won by fifteen and I remember I puked afterwards. That is a that rule, and this is like you have to hold it down for a certain amount of time afterwards. Like you can't right. just instantly throw up the hot dog. So, so if I got sick by fifteen and he ate seventy five, and that man, like if you see a picture of Joey Chestnut, he's not fat. He's a thin little like guy that weighs absolutely nothing. Uh, speaking uh, on the women's side as well, uh, Mika Sudu also didn't disappoint, setting a world record on her seventh uh, go. Sudu downed forty-eight and a half hot dogs to beat Sonia Thomas, who had forty-five. Um, so the women also set record the uh, record number wow. of hot dogs this year. That is frigging amazing. I'm I'm stoked to hear that. How many hot dogs do you think Tron eats? I don't. I don't see him eating any hot dogs. It, for some reason, I picture Tron as a vegetarian, but I'm probably wrong. Mm. Well, you know what he is. He is with Connor running for parliament. Hello, this is Tron. With Tron tells the truth. I have more than a true feel for you today because I'm going to say something that I haven't said before. Yes, it's been official. I did official in Norwegian a few days ago. I'm trying to get my party to nominate me as their candidate for parliament here in Hordaland, Norway. Yes, as you know, I'm a member of the Green Party. I also have different positions in that party here locally in Bergen. But 
I really think that now is the time. Well, for people who think the Green Party in the United States and Norway is the same, well, it isn't. We don't have jail time. We have normal people running our Green Party. I know maybe a lot of progressive will not be mad at me, but I don't take the Green Party in the United States very seriously. I take Bernie Sanders very seriously, Nina Turner very seriously. The Green Party in the United States, not that much. I can say that, you know, I'm a Green Party activist here in Norway. But what I think is, the environmental cause is more important than ever. We don't have much time on our hands to do anything. So we need stronger politics. Time for talking is over. Well, a lot of people say to me, yeah, but you, people will lose their money, people will lose a lot of things. We can lose our planet if we don't do anything seriously. Yeah, as long as we wait, it's hard as it's going to get. But let's look at the bright side of it. Because there are a lot of possibilities here too. Cleaner energy, better sustainable food production, less poison in the air, less poison in the food, is a good thing for humankind. There are people, things that have done a lot for society. I will not say that oil and gas workers haven't done anything for society. They have done a lot. But it's just time for everything. People who used to transport people with horses also did a lot of things for society. But it can... Of course, nobody will carry people with horses anymore. It's a lot of things that have to be changed, but not only the environment, or how we think politics, also how we think a lot of other things too. But there's a lot of things, other things too. I think about human rights, I think about surveillance, I think about the endless war against terror, yes. The endless war against terror is just a way to people to get more funding to bullshit projects like larger military more nuclear arms, and so on and so on. We are going in a situation where human rights are violated a lot of places in the world. Now Hong Kong, uh, but we also have Poland, we also have Hungary. So it's a lot of things to do, and you need strong representatives who can talk about these issues. Another thing that I always also think about is we need people who know what work is. Yeah, I've been working for many years, like... I have no big education from the university. I know I'm a working man. Man, really, that's why I am what I am. I work when you have sleep. I work night shifts. I know I work in hard places. I've been to, yeah. So you need people with variety in politics. That's why I'm running. I don't know. There has not been much to do for you in the United States or other places in the world that I'm running in Norway. But... I think we need an international collaboration among radical and liberal and green candidates so we can create a world we need together because this is the only thing we're going to get out of this mess. Stop the fake liberals who just are corporate assholes both for new green and radical candidates. This was Tron where Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron. Uh, yeah, the Green Party. Vote for them in Norway. Yeah, hopefully like it all works out for Tron. Hopefully everything yeah. goes well. I I'm I like uh, the parliament election better than the local election. It is more important. I mean, there there is no if and buts about it because I mean, it is the parliament that more or less decides the destiny of Norway. I know what I'm voting. I'm actually voting the party that Trump is representing. So, uh, 
good. I think it's good. Yeah. Hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen. It's our email address at gmail.com. At gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Uh, have we gotten any emails? Uh, no emails. Uh, we got a Twitter at podcast ADC. If you go to Twitter, we're part of the Pod All the Time Network on Twitter. That's Pod All the Time Network uh, at Pod All the Time PN. Uh, one of ten podcasts on that network. Another podcast on our network, The Looney Twos. The Looney Twos, uh, a funny intellectual pop culture current event podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check them out at. Looney Twos Pod on Twitter. Um, you can also go to Facebook if you want to check us out. Uh, another digital citizen on Facebook. Let's see. We got one thing from Jeremy here. Uh, a podcast topic. Uh, pro- a main topic, maybe? Fro, here. Okay. Uh, okay. That The conspiracy theory that Finland doesn't exist. I've heard oh, this yeah. conspiracy theory before. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would love to do that. It's a very funny conspiracy theory. I have looked into it, and it's very, very funny. It's more of a joke than anything, but it would be interesting to go into it and find out if anybody actually really believes that. Right. Spoiler alert, I've been to Finland. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so that was everything to do with Twitter and things like that. We have a special guest. Hello, special. Oh, guest! Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. So, uh, your name is not Baby Blue Mama, but I'm going to call you that because everybody on the internet knows who Baby Blue Mama is. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? We are doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, I have heard some rumors, uh, because I know you, uh, that you have some animals in your house. Uh, yes, we like a sanctuary. Um, we like to call ourselves PERS, which is Pets Ultimate Rescue and Rehabilitation Sanctuary. Currently, we've got 11 dogs and 14 cats. A snake running around somewhere in my house because somebody thought it would be harder to wow. let it out than to leave it in the cage. And umpteen birds. How many birds? Uh, umpteen. We've got quite a few birds. Really? Okay. How do? You, wow. Do you? Mm. How do they not just fly away? Or you have them in, in inside? They're in my house. Yeah, they're yeah, in right. cages. Funny enough, even my, my rescue cats don't go for the birds. My only concern is my two recent rescues, which is two Rottweilers. They don't know birds. Ah. So we just got to keep them separated. Yeah, because that's that's kind of my question as well. Like, how big an area are you living in that there's not a problem between cats, birds, and and uh, cats? I would think well, they are natural enemies in a way. No, not really, hey? Hmm. The trick there is to make sure that you feed your cats raw meat at least once a week. Okay. Ah, so they're not looking for it. Yeah, that makes sense. Correct. And my dogs are very social with the cats, so we don't have the cats chasing, well, the dogs chasing the cats, we've got the cats chasing the dogs. 
<laughs> That's yes. how it should work in the animal kingdom, I guess. But this so, is the, the least amount of animals I've had in a while. At one stage, okay. we were up to 101 cats and oh, 26 moly. dogs. Yeah. How how do you get all the animals? So then that is maybe the best question I could ask. Do you kidnap it, them? <laughs> you know, as a kid, I used to pinch animals, so it's possible. Yeah. yeah. But currently, it's a case of with the COVID hitting South Africa the way it has, people are under the impression that it's transferred through by animals, which studies have not proven so. Right. So, right. I had a little kitten hanging on my gate in a plastic packet. He's now five and a half, nearly six months old. So wow. he's one of my new rescues. Um, we've got abused animals that we take in. People just know that we like a taxi. There's always space for one more. And if there's a problem, they phone me. If I can't help, then I've got a colleague that takes him in as well. Whereas her cat count is currently sitting on anything between 48 and 60 cats. Wow. Yes. So, so you well, had an increase the... in, since the, the COVID thing or you started when that whole thing happened? No, I started rescuing animals 20 odd years ago. Right. Yeah. But our increase has come now with the COVID. I'm surprised. Well, I'm at least for a while here in America, they were hyping it up like the shelters were empty because people were taking right. in cats and dogs because they wanted companionship uh, when yeah. they were stuck in indoors. Unfortunately, here in South Africa, it, it just works totally different. Right. Uh, for some reason, the humans care for the humans. They don't care for the animals. Hmm. Yeah. Why do you think that is? People don't understand animals. They've got feelings, emotions, and they're like children just on four legs and they just can't answer you back and they don't give you lip. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just a case of understanding your fur babies. Right. What would you say is the most common breed of dog you get? Crossbreed. Crossbreed, yeah. Right. Yeah, nondescript. Um, yes, it is a nondescript. 90% of my dogs were nondescript. My two rotties were taken in because I saw them advertised. I wanted a rotty for my birthday, which hubby very kindly bought me. But when we got there, the little male had been very badly abused to the point where his right back leg, he cannot use it properly. So he limps along. So instead of paying just for the one female Rossi, we paid for him and her to get the litter out and right. in turn we also had mommy spayed do you t uh, how much money do you use uh, a month on like things like dog food cat food bird food dog food cat food bird food inoculations vet checkups anything between eight to twelve thousand rand a month wow okay yeah. Yeah, how much dog... dollars is that? Because I have no clue how much a, a rand is. Oh, I have no idea at the moment. We'll have to do the conversion. <laughs> do you know, Luke? I can look. Yeah, yeah. I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah, you can look. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, so uh, that is maybe your main cost. Is that food, would you say? Um, I'd say vet bulls are my biggest thing. Yeah, because a vet isn't free. That's for sure. It's around $500. Uh, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But I've got a very good vet that we do go to. She also goes out into the rural areas. And she herself has been rescuing cats as well. Mm. Just, yeah. So we're we're a tight community that's out there that go and help the fur babies. Right. Whether it's one, two, or three-legged as well. So... How is it about neutrings and things like that? Do you new and uh, or you... uh, you've got a neutrant spay? You know, breeding is not an option. There's enough unwanted animals out there. Why go and contribute some more? Right, totally. You know, we've got feral colonies that we feed. I feed six in the area. Um, Nikki, who I work with, she does another seven, and we go and we catch the wild cats, clip their ears once they're sterilized and we re-release. Unless we're fortunate enough to trap the kittens younger, then we can tame them and rehome them. Wow. So, uh, we have never ever done uh, a thing where we have supported uh, a thing that is very important for me, at least, this, this animal abuse thing, because it really touches my heart. I have had two dogs that came from a shelter and things like that. So, uh, I want the listeners to know that uh, I am personally going to give uh, $150 to this uh, amazing lady and her shelter in the name of another digital citizen. So that's uh, both from me and Luke. Oh, and uh, and uh, you can tell the people where they can find your PayPal. Okay. Uh, we've got a PayPal registered, which is called Helping. Fur babies 77 at gmail.com. Um, simultaneously, you can email me on that as well. Say that one more time, please. Helping fur babies 77 so at gmail.com, which is H E L P I N G F U R B A B I E S 77 at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah, everybody go help them out. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And we'll be only too happy to produce veterinary bowls and food bowls and anything anybody wants, we can show it to them. Uh, hey, Big Brother uh, Season 22. Hey, uh, that is, seems a little weird. Uh, it's busting out an all-star this summer, and it's filming despite coronavirus. Yeah, it's uh, an all-star cast. Uh, it says, Coronavirus be damned. Uh, every year Big Brother shoots during the summer. Uh, due to COVID-19, there was a lot of speculation that there would not be a season this year. Production sources tell TMZ, though, that Big Brother was in the middle of casting for next season uh, when COVID-19 hit. Uh, sources say the all-star cast made the most sense because the contestants are already familiar with the show and have already been vetted by network executives. Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Because it would be difficult to cash fresh, fresh new faces yeah. of a new season yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, a process we were yeah. told that would have would have had to have been dragged out for weeks, right? Because they would you can't just yeah. get a whole b- bunch of people in a convention center and er- interview all these people, yeah. right? The one thing I don't really like all-star seasons, I think they're bad. Yeah. 
And I'm guessing they're going to bring that guy Paul with the beard back, who I really don't yeah. like, and he's super annoying. Right. And they seem to think he's, like, really entertaining, but he's not. But then again, this this source is from TMC, so uh, I take it uh, with a little... Oh, they're pretty good at their, you know... Uh, this this type of reporting, I, I tend to trust TMZ a little bit about. Mm. Maybe. Hey, uh, I have seen a lot of TV. I'm going to guess that you have as well. <coughs> Let's go through it. So, uh, I told my dad about Dark, and I said that uh, it is one of the best things uh, since uh, sliced bread. So, this week I have used actually a lot of time uh, with my dad and his girlfriend watching the first season of Dark. Uh, we've seen all 10 episodes. Uh, that was very good. Uh, it was fun to see Dark again. I haven't seen season one since 2017 when it came out. So it was nice to have a little like recap of Dark since I just finished season three. Uh, just still as good. I give the first season a nine if someone wanted to know. <laughs> I saw... A cooking show from uh, okay. on Hulu. I think this was done mm-hmm. by Bon Appetit, like the like it was pro- yeah. yeah produced by the people that did the magazine. But it was on Hulu. It was called Reverse Engineering. Like I said, a okay. cooking show. Um, it, with a weird sounds twist. Like a car show, <laughs> right? Sounds sounds like a car show. So Reverse there's this guy who's like this expert chef, uh, and he has to recreate kind of viral. Uh, very famous um, recipes. So, like, uh, one of them is a chicken tikka masala, which is done by this very famous chef, right? Except he only... They give him the dish, and he's blindfolded, so he can smell the dish, he can feel the dish, he can taste the dish, but he can't see it. And and then he has to try to recreate it uh, and then serve it to the chef... The, who actually created it originally. And then they give him a score of, like, uh, how how accurate he was with the ingredients, how accurate he was with the look, the taste, and the uh, actual method that he went through to cook it. Uh, and it's very interesting because he sometimes gets it almost dead on, and then other times he's completely off. He doesn't even get, like, the... He doesn't even get the recipe even close. Um, and then it's wow. interesting to see him serve it to the person who originally made it. Uh, it's mm. very interesting concept for a show. Like I said, it's called reverse engineering mm. on Hulu. Uh, I would definitely give this uh, a 6.5. Well, that's a good score for a cooking show. Yeah. It, the thing uh, is this, it, it just had a very interesting twist. You know what I mean? Right. I saw uh, the new season. I really <laughs> want to call it the new season because uh, it's it's by the same people that has made other seasons uh, of Unsolved Mysteries on on Netflix. Um, I think my memory of this was better than the show was because I didn't really like Unsolved Mysteries 2020 version. I saw two episodes and I am out. I 
think maybe this was better way back when when it came back because now it felt very like I don't know Discovery Channel kind of like investigation into the unsolved mystery. I I, I think I I I just have a, a found memory of the original show and it didn't really live up to that. So I give it a four. I saw this was out. I didn't even take the time to watch it because I assumed it was going to be bad. I never liked the original, so. Ah, you didn't like the original. Uh, I saw five episodes of Into the Dark this week to get all the way caught up because the season finale is tomorrow. Can't fit. Freaking wait. This season has been pretty amazing. Uh, this is the best show on TV right now. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no joke. Especially with how it came out this week. And it's, so, it's so weird when Netflix comes with a lot of new shows and none of them are really that interesting. For example, The Babysitter's Club, Luke. I saw two episodes of this. This is why I've seen eight shows this week. Because I've seen two episodes of it, and I'm out! I was... I I did not want to see this, because I felt a little creepy to be watching this as as me, but okay. What did you think of it? Yeah, no. uh, Well, you you should (laughs) see it, so you can have it on your list of worst shows of the year. But, but, um, I mean... I I think I remember that I read one of the books that this is based on. It's very uh, Nancy Drew, The Hardy Boys, uh, uh, solve a mystery uh, TV show with kids in it. And it's like, like you said, you kind of get a little like Peter vibes watching it. But uh, it's just like, I, I, I feel like this isn't made for me. I am not a 12-year-old girl, uh, even though I wish I was sometimes. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm giving this a two, Luke. Okay, I saw something on Netflix called Southern Survival. Did you see this from? Yeah. yeah. Southern I Survival did. Outdoor Gear Testing was the name of it. <laughs> Such a long and complicated title for such a... Mm, okay, yes. It was a big commercial. Is what the, It was like a big mm-hmm. commercial for this website that sells you, a, what do you call it, a subscription box for sur- sur- yeah. Survival Gear subscription box. Yep. And it was basically a reality show about the people who run the company for the subscription box, but then it also mm-hmm. kind of covered some of the products that they sell, I guess, or that are in their survival equipment uh, subscription box thing. I don't know. What did you think uh, of this? Uh, it's just bad. <laughs> it's, it was, like you said, it felt like a very big commercial. It reminded me a little of, I don't know if you've ever seen seen uh, 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 Dope or Nope on Netflix. No, on YouTube. It reminded me a little of that. Where they go through like products and write, rate them dope or nope, and it's very like bland and very like uh, uh, somewhat Christian propaganda. <laughs> Funny enough, it's just like yeah, I didn't like it. 
It just, the problem, one of the biggest problems, it's a reality show, but there's not a single line in this entire show that isn't incredibly scripted from start to finish. Like, every scene, there's not one, like, reality part of the reality show. Everything is a scripted Mm -hmm. something. There's nothing believable in the whole thing. All the characters are, like, ridiculously over, there's, like, this one redneck guy who is yeah, okay, there are people like that, but this guy is so over-the-top, it's clear he's not actually like this in real life, you know what I mean? Uh, They're playing it up for the camera. The one guy who's supposed to be, like, the CEO of the company, he just always happens to be wearing a golf shirt while the other guys are all, like, dressed up in, like, cowboy hats and, you know, Carhartts and everything else. But he always looks very professional because he's supposed to be the CEO. It's just very fake is the real problem I had with it. I give it a three... Point five. Uh, I give it three, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it, it's nothing. It was two episodes it's and done. you're out. It's it's not a show to continue watching, but it's like it's bad enough that it's notable for the year, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something else then, because uh, there was a new superhero show uh, on Netflix. <laughs> Uh, this week called Warrior Done. Uh, did you see this? I did. So it is about this young girl that w- wakes up. She wakes up in this morning, and she, all of a sudden she has superpower, and she's caught up in in uh, uh, the fight between good and evil. The only thing about it, it is, it is one of the most trite shows I have ever 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 seen and by trite i mean it is blending all premises of all superhero shows and also a little like buffy the vampire slayer uh supernatural things like that in one bland bland paste and they are pasting it on netflix that is what this felt like it is a very good premise with a shitty, shitty, shitty acting, shitty, shitty <laughs> script, and it is it, it has one of the biggest flaws you can make with a show like this. It is boring. How do you make a show like this boring? And and the worst thing is that it has an approval rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes of seventy five percent. And a 6.3 on mine to be? What the literal fuck am I missing? Did you like this? Uh, I didn't I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was really? great either. No. Okay. I don't know why you because thought it I was so it. bad. I gave it a four. How many episodes did you see? Two. Okay. I, I, I was not impressed or upset or I just thought this was a very average I gave it a 5.5 I thought this show had action scenes that were interesting it had storyline that had potential like you said the acting's not great uh, but it's a very more of an action based show so the acting doesn't necessarily have to be great because the action makes up for it um, wasn't anything yeah. terrible though like you're you're going off on it like it's like the worst show of the year or something. This is no compared to other bad. shows. Other shows we've seen this year. This is this is a five point five. 
like I said, I've rated it four. I think it's under the middle. Right. I, what else? I, I just a four sounds about right. Sure, but like the way mm. you were talking about it, you made it seem like it was super, like like a two no. or something. Like no, this is no, the no, no. middle of the road crappy show. Um, I saw. Let's see. What else did I see? Oh, I guess the only other thing I saw was season two of Hannah. I saw what? Three, three or four episodes of this? Cool. I think three and a half what episodes. Did what did you think? I wish they would have done a little more recap so to, to remind me of what happened in the last season because I didn't <laughs> right. 100% remember until I got like partway through episode two and then I was like, oh yeah, this right. guy, oh yeah, this is the reason she's with this girl and, you know. Um, mm. They should have done a little more... Uh, backtracking to tell you, oh, this is what's happening now because I didn't. I'm not going to go back yeah. and watch the whole first season again just to start the second season. Um, no. Still, a very good show though. Still very entertaining. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I think this was a very good uh, good follow up. Um, a very good season one. I liked the season one uh, a little more than I liked this season. Um, I think uh, I think some of the elements that I was looking for in this second season is still there, so it's still going to keep me interested. I saw three episodes of this, yeah, three episodes of this, uh, and it is all eight, so it, it isn't a very long show, and it's very entertaining, and yeah, I think the quality is still there, it's just that... Now that we know kind of the plan from season one, it is interesting to see how they follow that up. I think they, well, at least from the first few episodes that I saw, the interesting part's going to be the new recruits that are at this, like, school, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's this one blonde girl who it seems like is going to be probably the, you know, the, the boss at the end, the second to last boss is going to be the little mm-hmm. blonde girl who is very, what's a good, indoctrinated, very brainwashed uh, mm-hmm. into believing all the things that this government is teaching these little mercenaries, mercenary children, right? Uh, that's super interesting. Overall, I gave this, what I've seen of this season, I gave it a seven. What about you? Uh, yeah, I would give it a, a, a 7.5. Uh, I, I just think it's very well made. Yeah, very good. Uh, I th- didn't think this lost anything as far as quality from season one. I just think some of the storyline stuff, like you said, the first season's very interesting because it's a, more of a mystery. This one, it's not. There's not as much mystery in season two. Right. Yeah. No. And that that's maybe my, my biggest complaint about it is like the mystery is gone now. Now we we kind of like. Um, uh, need to see how it goes. So I saw Yun on Origins. Did you hear about this? What is it called? Yun on Origins. It's on Netflix. It's an origin uh, new horror show on Netflix uh, explaining The Grudge. Uh, more or less. The movie The Grudge? Yes. Okay. Uh, it is, 
is kind of uh, I I like the original uh, uh, grudge movies from Japan. So when they made this into a television show, I guess my expectations of it was a little too high. And I went into this thinking I would be more scared than I was. Uh, It is still really, really, really good. Uh, I think the acting is on par. Uh, I I think uh, uh, some of the child actors in this is, is... uh, top notch, and I I really liked uh, uh, the pacing of it. It is very, it is uh, it is very slow paced, and it doesn't really rely on a lot of, of like jump scares. Uh, so people that are very attached to the original Grudge uh, film from America will be maybe a little more disappointed. And and what I have read in the comments is like, well, when people are 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 hating this is because they have very, very much like uh, a, a good relationship with the American version. But this this is more back to the roots of the Japanese version. I give it a 7.5. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> one of the last things I saw this week was Ryan Hansen solves crimes on television. Have you ever heard about this? It sounds familiar for some reason. So this is a, a YouTube Red tele- thing? Right. Okay, yeah. I do remember this now, yeah. Okay. Uh... I saw two episodes of it and I'm out. It is one of the most atrocious things I have ever seen in my entire life. Season two ended. This isn't funny. Uh, I like that they are trying to take a piece of the police uh, uh, kind of shows like Miami Vice or uh, any any other television uh, shows, but okay. it isn't good. Yeah, it is very, very, very bad. And it's not funny, and it's not at all interesting. I gave it a two and a half. That's what I've seen. Okay. Uh, We don't have a show, a TV show review, a TV show breakdown this week, but next week we're going to be doing Tough as Nails, a CBS reality show. Yeah. Are you looking forward to it? I'm not. Uh, I mean, to a degree, I just want to see what it's all about and see how bad it is or if it, it could be good. I really don't know, but I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty standard CBS crappy reality show. It's going to be like one of those things where clearly it's only going to have one season and we're never going to see it ever again. (laughs) Sounds like something CBS would make. <laughs> so let's go into the main topic because we are uh, definitely not going to have this in the description, but we are going to talk about Infowars. Uh, let's talk a little about the elephant in the room. Why aren't we having this in the description, Luke? Uh, mostly just so we don't get flagged by anybody or yeah. uh, people. Don't, it, it, just so when it gets looked up, people don't go. 
Because people won't listen to the show. They'll just see that we're talking about it and flag it. Right. Right. So we are going to talk about InfoWars. We are going to talk about Alex Jones. Please be calm. We are going to laugh about it. We will go to the store. We will talk about how fucking insane this whole thing is. Relax. We're not InfoWars supporters. Relax. Breathe in and out. I promise you we will be very, very negative. Okay? Have fun. It is going to be a fun topic. Relax. InfoWars is a far-right American conspiracy theory and fake news website, is what this is. (laughs) Owned by Alex Jones. Founded in 1999. Do you know what? That is so funny that I thought it was on the internet longer than that. It feels like he's always been there. I wonder... uh, because he, the thing is, he had a, before he was on the internet, he he did um, radio and, what, what is it called, public access television, which here in America right. is, like, free to do for anybody. So maybe 99 is when he actually started InfoWars, like, the website, as opposed to when he was mm-hmm. actually doing it on public access TV, but we'll get into that. Talk show mm-hmm. and other content for the site are created primarily in a studio in an undisclosed location in Austin, Texas, uh, the website receives approximately 10 million monthly visits, making it greater than some mainstream news websites such as Newsweek. The site has regularly published stories which have been linked to harassment of victims. Um, Infowars earns revenue from sales of project products pitched by Alex Jones during the show, including dietary supplements. It has been called as much as an online store that uses uh, Alex Jones' commentary to move its merchandise. Infowars, uh, yeah, uh, uh, features uh, the Alex Jones show on their broadcast, and it was uh, established as a television program, and we use that in 1999. During the 2016 election, the website was promoted by bots connected to the Russian government, maybe. Uh, In 2016, Paul uh, Johnson was uh, hired as editor at large. Then in, in March of 2018, a number of major brands uh, in the U.S. suspended their ads from InfoWars YouTube channels after uh, CNN notified them. In July of 2018, uh, YouTube removed four of InfoWars' uploaded video that violated uh, its uh, policy against hate speech, and they suspended the post for 90 days. Facebook also banned Jones after the terminated four videos. On his face, violated its community standards in July of 2018. In August of 2018, Apple and Facebook removed content from Jones and Infowars, citing their policies against hate speech and harassment. On March 12, 2020, 
Attorney General of New York, uh, Letita James, issued a case and desist letter to Jones for Infowars sale on unproved products that was falsely advertised uh, uh, to be government-approved treatments for the corona uh, disease. So how does this guy make money exactly? It says here... Jones has stated, I'm not a business guy, I'm a revolutionary. He spends much of InfoWars airtime pitching dietary supplements and survival products. Uh, as a private firm, it is affiliated with an LLC and is not required to make public financial statements. As a result, observers can only estimate the revenue of the profits. Prior to 2013, uh, Alex Stetzwaltz Stetswald of Salon estimated that Jones was earning as much as $10 million a year between subscription Ooh. fees, web and radio advertising, as well as sales of DVD, t-shirts, and other merchandise. That year, Jones changed his business model to incorporate sell the selling of dietary supplements. Unlike most radio right. talk shows, InfoWars does not gen generate a direct income. It gets no syndication freeze from syndication fees from a syndicator, no cut of advertising, and does not sell its three-minute-per-hour national advertising time. The show no longer promotes its video service. Uh, virtually all the money is made by selling dietary supplements to its viewers and listeners through the site's online store. The supplements sold on InfoWars are sold primarily sourced from Dr. Edward F. Group, a chiropractor who founded uh, the Global Hearing Healing Center supplement vendor, a significant portion of the Infowar products uh, contain colloidal silver, which Jones uh, falsely claimed kills vir every virus. Yeah, so let's go to the Infowar site. It is Infowars.com, and we will go directly before we see that they are selling a limited InfoWars face mask on their website, something I find kind of ironic, directly into the store. How about that, Luke? Mm -hmm. So we have some things there. We can see there's a double Patriot Point free shipping and 60% off because of 4th of July. So you can get things off here. Um, anything products that comes uh, to oh, mind? There's this one that's called v Vitamin Mineral Fusion in this bottle right here. Um, yep. I feel like there's another product that's promoted that I'm not even going to promote, but that has the same bottle logo. and has the same, yep. like, not yep. the same exact logo, but the same kind of lettering and everything else. If Look. that... If that product at all wants to pr promote on here, uh, get a hold of mm -hmm. us. But... <laughs> now that they have taken away their support uh, from other websites. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, this platinum, uh, so we, I pressed the button. The platinum standard of advanced multivin uh, formulation has arrived. Start giving your body essential vitamins, minerals, Amino acids and other beneficial compounds that uh, is in need for optimum health, Luke. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. What is their top seller? Okay, so here, Super Male Vitality, apparently, 
one of their top sellers. <laughs> what a shock. Let's go there. It says, the all-new Advanced Super Male Vitality Formula uses the newest extraction technology with even more powerful concentrations of various herbs and extracts designed to be even stronger. It doesn't actually say what, what it does. <laughs> uh... The updated formula incorporates the newest technology in herbal extractions, uh, even more powerful concentrations. It's the super male you've been taking with an extra punch. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can also buy super concentrated beet extracts, essence visobet, a powerful beet formula. Is he? Is he? Is he? Uh, what was his name from the office with the beach farm? Uh, You're, Dwight. Uh, yeah, him. Uh, people are screaming into their podcast. A powerful beach <laughs> formula that takes advantage of uh, one of nature's mo most hardworking nutrients. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that beets <laughs> were so. <laughs> Hardworking. Uh, for hundreds of years, beetroot has been used as a natural medicine. The hardly, the hardy vegetables uh, <laughs> provide powerful nutrient benefits for average diet during the summer, and it's staples. Uh, it's a staple of any vegetable-focused diet. But if you don't like, please. Uh, uh, if but what if you? Don't like uh, beets, or you can't uh, find them out of season. Viso beet from Infowars Life is a new beetroot-based supplement created to provide uh, you with up the uh, benefits of uh, the nutrients distance intense in every dose, with the potential that the beetroot can bring you. Vito beet is uh, designated to be uh, the new must-have addition in your supply routine for everyone looking to support their athletic performance look. Okay, so if you go go back to uh, Super Male Vitality really quick, mm -hmm. uh, if you, I guess it says here it says here, the history of super male vitality, uh, the super male vitality is the result of ancient wisdom reinterpreted over several years in the light of modern equipment analysis. The history of it is based on pri pri priority spagrex process, which was invented during the extensive research of numerous biological deficiencies that males may experience after they age. But if you go up and you look in the description, it also says you can get super female vitality. And you can... <laughs> yeah, I see that. So yeah. I'm going to click that. <laughs> oh, let's click that. Super female vitality is the result of unparalleled ancient wisdom reinterpreted in the light of modern equipment. Oh, wait, that's exactly what it said for a super male vitality. Let me guess, it's the same fucking thing. With a different label <laughs> on it, right. Yeah. Alright, we'll go back uh, to the store, like the main store page, and go down to Alex so Recommends. And like you said, limited edition InfoWars face mask, which is hilarious because I we just saw an article of him march doing <laughs> a march uh, against mm -hmm. face masks, but he's selling face mm -hmm. masks on his website. Uh, we have some 
obviously anti-abortion shirts. It says babies' lives matter instead of black yeah. lives matter. And then a 5G kills t-shirt from. Aww. I'm so happy. Ugh, that is so fucking stupid. It says, we know the dangers of 5G. Now it's time to take the information to the people. Uh, buy the shirt uh, and support InfoWars. All right. <laughs> but it, yeah, so it is, they have so much on this site. Like, we could use a whole podcast on only things they sold in the store. Because, like, they have Alex Pure Breeze, for example. Uh, it's like have... an air purifier or something? Yeah. Right? Yes. And they have books. They have videos. They have... Uh, uh, they have so much... Uh, Water and air filtration, emergency survival foods, outdoor survival gear, uh, privacy and security things, nuclear, nuclear, and biological things. Let's go to there. That's all nuclear. Wow. There you can get an air filtration mask. You can get a nuclear War survival skills book for $25. And Tyro Safe kits. Let's go to see what Tyro Safe is. Because you can buy that for only $10. What is Tyro Safe? It, is, it protects the Tyros from absorbing cancer causing radioactive ions released by nuclear reactions or nuclear bombs. Look. Aren't you happy? You can take this pill and don't be hit by new, be infected by nuclear bombs. That's how that works. Yeah. Yep. I, <sighs> I guess these five G shirts are brand new because if you go back to the main page from, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, not the store page, but like the actual main page. Um, right. It says brand new five G shirts, and there's another five G shirt which has like. The evolution of 5G shirt. Do you see this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And it looks like the evolutionary chart, except for the last thing on it, is like <laughs> a 5G right. tower zapping the human. So they definitely <laughs> believe in 5G, the evils of 5G. Also, look at the banner in the InfoWars store. How old is Alex Jones in this picture? <laughs> Uh, this this think... picture was taken in like 2003, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like himself at all. It looks like this young Republican, almost. Okay, so go back to the original page, and we got something that actually goes right in to connects us right to the news, Fro. So okay. go to the Infowars page and see there in the there's a banner that says. Uh, Kanye Con has Kanye West picture on it. Yep. Uh, you got to kind of scroll through a couple of things. Yeah, I see it. I see it. And it says they want to put a chip inside of us. Kanye West gave an interview with Forbes, which we—that's the exact article we talked about. Which he says the the true agenda of the mark of the beast is to put a chip inside of us. I'm here to take the red hat off, right? They're covering everything that we covered. 
He also uh, denied that it's advertising. I'm giving my album away for free, he says. Well, I'd like to see that when that happens. <laughs> He's going to stand on the street like giving his albums away. Yeah, because right you know from, he, he from doesn't. The office where I was, who I was thinking of, by the way, that has a beach farm. What? Dwight. I said I said it at the time when you said that I said oh. Dwight like three times. Um, you just didn't hear me. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like they we covered the same story and they're covering it as though Kanye West is true is saying something true right. and we were saying it as if he was trying to sell an album. They're saying he's going to give away his album for free. Um, I don't know if he kn- these people know how record companies work. But they don't just go, yeah, fine, yeah, go ahead and give away your album for free. We don't need any profits. We're not a record company or anything. Yeah, so you could... But, if, but even if Kanye wanted to give his album away for free, whatever record company what? he works for is not going to just say, yeah, cool. Uh, I like... Uh, let's go to their latest story. Yeah. <laughs> What, what are their, like, breaking news segment here? Uh, that, I mean, that was pretty much the top story yeah, that I saw when it. I came in. I see that now. But it's so, so weird. So weird. But let's go all into the history of uh, Mr. Uh, Jones. Uh, he uh, was charged with a... a do DWI at the Oh, okay. Well, one second. Oh, go back to the Wikipedia. You're getting a little ahead of us. Uh, okay. Let's talk about Alex Jones in general, kind of, uh, you know, where he came from, this and that. Jones was born in 1974 in Dallas, Texas, raised in Rockwell, and then later in Austin. His father was a dentist, and his mother was a homemaker. In video Ooh. podcasts, he says he's Irish, German, Welsh, and English. Uh, he played high school football. As a teenager, he read conspiracy theorist Gary Allen's book, uh, which had profound influence on his life. He described it as the easiest and easiest to read premier uh, primer on the New World Order. After graduating, Jones attended Austin Community College before dropping out. He began his career in Austin in a call-in format on public access television, like I said. In 1996, Jones switched to radio. See, this is what I was saying about 1999. Mm. 96, he switched to radio, hosting a name called The Final Edition. We're running for Congress. Ron Paul was a guest several times. In 95, when the Oklahoma City bombing happened, Jones began accusing the federal government of having caused it. In 98, Jones organized a successful campaign to build a Branch Davidian church as a memorial to those who died in the Waco siege from. He claimed that David Koresh and his followers were peaceful and were murdered by Janet Reno and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. I kind of agree with him there. What do you think about that whole thing? No, I I agree as well. (laughs) I think those people in Waco were definitely murdered. Oh, definitely. Can I find it a little funny that this is an article that is a part of a series of uh, <laughs> conversism in the United States, and there's like pictures of Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump, and uh, Anthony Scalia. 
And Alex Jones is part of that group, right? Right. <laughs> I find that kind of interesting. It says he began uh, broadcasting his show on the internet uh, in early 2000. Jones was one of the seven Republican candidates for state representative of House District 48, so maybe that has to do with why it's in there. Jones said he was running right. to be a watchdog in, in July of that year. A group of programmers claimed that Jones used legal proceedings and, and policies to intimidate them or try to get their sh shows thrown off the air. In, in July of 2000, uh, Jones infiltrated the cremation of care, care. If you remember, this is probably the thing he's most famous for, the Bohemian mm. Grove. Uh, in 2000, he infiltrated the Bohemian Grove, which he called a ritualistic shedding of consciousness and empathy and an abuse of power. I mean, that's when I, I first probably heard of Alex Jones was yeah. 2000 when he uh, broke into uh, the Bohemian Grove and that mm. all that video came out uh, in his documentary. That was, I, I don't know, that was the first time I ever heard of him. What about you? Yeah, I, I think I think I came aware of him uh, after nine eleven. Uh, I I think it was around when uh, the conspiracies of nine eleven started to come uh, up. I think that's when I heard of him. I think time. I downloaded whatever that uh, Bohemian Grove movie was, the documentary. I downloaded right. it off LimeWire. That's right. how long ago yeah. it was. <laughs> what wasn't it called something like? Oh, it was called like I the Bohemian it. Grove, something to that effect. Right, something like that. But uh, let's talk about maybe the thing. Right. So, most in... yeah. Oh, what what were you going into? Are you going to go into the articles I posted? Yes. Okay. So, I wanted to go back and just kind of see some recent news articles about Alex Jones. And I was literally able to find one from each month for the last three months. Uh, right. More than one in certain months. But this is just the last three months, the news about Alex Jones. So go ahead and start there. So let's go to uh, Eros. Uh -huh. I know somebody that is going to be very happy that we quote them. Uh, Infowarsost <laughs> Alex Jones charged with DWI. Uh, uh, he, uh, the 46-year-old host, uh, uh, was ordered to pay a hundred thousand in court fees and legal fees uh, in December to the Sandy Hook families. I didn't know that actually. We covered it. Why we covered it at the it. time. Yeah. So you did okay. know it. You just forgot about it. Well, that's nothing new, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, no, he was released on bail almost four hours after his arrest. So that's that's the thing. Right, so this happened March 10th, uh, March 27th. This is same. This is all in 2020. In the last three months, this has all happened. Yes. We're not covering anything before that. Uh, Google bans InfoWars Android app over coronavirus. Uh, Apple's kicked Alex Jones out of the App Store, and Google Play Store has followed suit. Uh, Google removed InfoWord from the Android app and its Play Store, extinguishing one of the last mainstream strongholds of the cons of conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. 
the takedown comes after the heels on the heels of a video posted the Infowars app last week in which Jones disputed the need for social distancing and sheltering in place. Then an article from the 9th of April this year. Uh, Infowar founder Alex Jones must uh, stop selling fake coronavirus. Uh, Silver Cures FDA says. And uh, yeah, they have sent him a warning letter uh, after the New York Attorney General uh, ordered Jones to stop marketing his products. That including super silver white whitening toothpaste <laughs> and super silver wound dressing gel as cure as coronavirus. Here's an article from CBS from May 1st. Alex Jones in detail describes killing and eating his neighbors to feed his own kids. <laughs> we covered this at the time. We yeah. yes. Ex-wife yeah. uh of Alex Jones is calling for a court action after she described after he described how he was going to kill his neighbors, chop them up, and feed them to his kids so that they wouldn't starve to death. Uh, right, so this is from May. I got an error message for the next one, so maybe you can take that. Oh, okay, so this is like the most recent article I could find talking about Alex Jones. Alex Jones leads an anti-mask protest in the capital uh, of uh, of Texas, approximately 150 unmasked people gathered before the Texas Capitol Sunday afternoon after a protest against mask wearing mandates recently enacted by state law and local state and local governments. It was the same day Travis County recorded a record-breaking spike in COVID-19 cases in Texas. Um, and if you see, there's a picture of Alex Jones like on a tank in this uh, article. <laughs> Uh, okay. leading the protest on, like, a MRAP tank-type vehicle-looking thing. Um, wow. Which is, is hilarious that Al Alex Jones is leading an anti-mask <laughs> protest. You go, go to their yeah. website, and they're selling masks. <laughs> selling masks. Yeah. So, here, here's one of the things that I wanted to say. And I have thought... Uh, I thought a lot about this, because... I remember I was on the wrong side. I'm I'm I usually don't say that I'm uh, I'm wrong on the podcast, but I was wrong. And I think banning Alex Jones from uh, the the places he was banned has made him an even more powerful person, and also has uh, <coughs> kind of created this cult kind of mentality around him. Right. He has become the su survivor of, of of the helpless uh, in need, and I I, I think the I think banning sorry he's he he's been suppressed, so he's a martyr yeah. to the to the people in the rest yeah. of the people who are being suppressed or feel like they're being suppressed, I guess. Yeah, so I I I actually uh, I kind of I, I feel sorry that I I was wrong about that, but uh, I mean. It, it I, I wasn't. I said it the whole time, but I know. I think other people came back, came around. You know what I mean. And then this week, I want to say, is when. Oh no! It was last week. All these people got kicked off of Reddit, including right. left-wing people as well as right-wing people. And that's when yeah. a lot of other people went, "Oh wow, this is kind of getting out of hand now, isn't it?" The censoring right. of 
the the right wing side is all of a sudden leading to the censoring of our side, which right. you know, uh, if you if you don't want to. It's either censor everybody or don't censor anybody at all. It's really what it comes right. down to. Yeah, and, and censoring things is a very like it is just a very hard thing to do. I don't, I don't want censoring, and that's kind of back to the elephant in the room. Why we won't have infowars in our in our our title or anything that links back to it because guess what it is linked to negative things and i totally understand it like alex jones is an asshole let me be very clear on that i don't like the man i have zero respect for that man but that doesn't mean that he shouldn't be allowed to say his opinion <clears throat> Which, I mean, some people would argue he's still got a website, he's still able to give his opinion, this or that. Mm. Um, And yes, it's true, but when you force somebody to just be in one place and um, you create, like you said, a cult mentality where it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, he's got all these evangelical Christian listeners who already believe they're under attack by the, the... by evil all, all the time they wake up in the morning and they have to have the sword of righteousness on their side so that the evil doesn't you know how evangelical christians are and so they mm. always are on the defensive thinking that somebody's attacking them all the time so then you give them alex jones and then say oh you can't listen to this then you're just enforcing the concept that they are um being attacked so where does Alex Jones come on the crazy scale. I think the answer is a 10. I mean, we didn't even go down the path of whether Alex Jones could possibly be working for the United States government, and this is all just a big right. uh, CIA plot where he is actually... Yeah, he's yeah. a big... Uh, he's a guy who's just stirring the pot on purpose to create all the problems we see. I mean... That whole concept is even more interesting. I'd give an 8.5, I guess, to Infowars on the right. crazy scale. I do think, I think the most crazy thing about it is, like you said, it, it has created this cult per personality and cult feeling. The more Alex Jones is getting banned, the more he can promote on his webpage that he is being banned, and the more he can sell his product to people that want to support him because they think he is a martyr, like you said. Right. He, the, he can just, he, he goes, he's been saying for years, oh, they're going to try to ban us, they're going to try to ban us. And then when you ban yeah. somebody who's saying, oh, they're going to try to ban us, it gives <laughs> him legitimacy because you did exactly what he said all along you were going to do. No, this Luke. Have you seen any? Uh, I did. Uh, I went back and watched Fahrenheit 9-11, Fro. Um, because oh, I was like me. thinking how very similar a lot of things are to how people f- yeah. politically are feeling now as to how we politically felt then and I went back and watched mm-hmm. it and it was very eye-opening as to how politics were then compared to how they are now and how a lot of things have reversed themselves um, oh, definitely. overall I give it a 9 it's a good movie I don't know if you 
really said I should watch this or or, or not, but uh, I watched My Spy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I so, don't think I told you to watch it, but I said I watched it. No. Right. No, I'm not sure you recommended it. Right, okay. Is, is, is what I meant. It's a totally okay film. I think, I didn't, Dave Batista is maybe the most fun. Uh, Shine Actor is okay. She's a, nothing amazing, but she's, she's not like horrifyingly bad either. No, but she was very much that Disney stereotype kid who's... Right. I'm the sm- smart kid who makes fun of the grown-ups because they're dumber than me. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I give this movie a six. Okay, I saw a movie on Amazon. I think it was an Amazon original, actually. Uh, okay. Called Troop Zero. From? Okay. Uh, it's got Viola Davis, Mike Epps, Jim oh. Gaffigan. Um, so some people you've heard of in there. It's about... Uh, a group of kids, uh, well, specifically one girl who wants to, she wants to get on, you remember the golden record they sent into space when they sent up like the, yeah, she wants to get on that. And she figures out that if she gets into this Girl Scout troop, which I thought was very weird after talking about Girl Scouts uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and the Girl Scout troop is going to be able to win if they win this competition, uh, to get on this golden record. So it's a, she wants to get in this girl scout troop, but she has to put together a ragtag group of girls to, um, try to win this competition. It's that kind of movie, right? Um, Mm -hmm. it was okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. I give it a 4.5. Probably it's got a 66% on rotten tomatoes. Um, Mm. the acting was very good. And the, just the set design was pretty amazing. Uh, the story, like I said, pretty standard. Uh, other than that, I, I I wouldn't recommend, but I wouldn't also say not to see it. Right. I saw a documentary called Hashtag and Frank Parable Stories. Okay. And this is a documentary on uh, Netflix, and it has uh, it has uh, Helen Mirren in it. Uh, and she react, uh, reenacts, sorry, and retraces uh, Anne Frank's life through uh, her diary and things like that. Um, it's a very good documentary. Here, here, here's the problem, I, I guess. I, I mean, I knew of the story of Anne, Anne Frank's diary and. We had to read it at school and things like that. So for me, it was kind of, it was a little like le- lecture lesson. Uh, and it reminded me a little of school. But I think what saves it for me is is definitely uh, Helen Mirren. I mean, Helen Mirren in this documentary is just freaking amazing. And I give it a... Uh, a seven and a half. <laughs> okay, seven and a half. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Yes, I said seven and a half. I almost said eight. <laughs> All right, I saw Guns Akimbo, Fro, with Daniel Radcliffe. Ah, 
yes. Have you seen anything for this or? I heard about it. Yeah. I would. It's it's an action movie with Daniel Radcliffe. It's about he gets uh, accidentally or he gets roped into this like game of death where it's like you have to battle right. another person and the you know the last person to survive wins a big prize. Whatever this and that he gets wrapped mm. into it without without wanting to be in it. Um, that's what it's about. I would kind of compare it to the movie Crank. You remember that? Yes, from, I really liked Crank. From like 2005 of, or 2006, something like yeah. that. I think there was that a, is one of my favorite Jason Statham movies of all time, actually. I mean, stylistically, like all the flashiness and like the over-the-top lighting and all that stuff in ah. Crank is in this. And it's very over-the-top, oh, flashy, cool. ridiculous, kind of... It's action, but it's also comedy. Uh, it's very funny, but also a ton of ridiculous action. Um, I would give it... I'm going to give it a 7, I guess. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but it's also just kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like every other movie. <laughs> but uh, we are going to talk about the truth. Nothing about the truth. So help us, God. PG. Holy moly, that logo was there for a long time. Hey, don't <laughs> when I used to put trailers together when I worked with 35mm, I would always cut those green things off. Some people were too lazy yeah. to do it, but it definitely made it look better proje projection-wise. Ah. So many good actors, actors in this. Welcome. I like it, Mark. The style of it is like super indie looking. Yeah. That green screen in the car was actually not all that great. Yeah, no. <laughs> Definitely an American movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. It's kind of funny because it's directed by a Korean. You wanted to make her jealous. Show her a happy family. It's a French movie directed by a Korean. I find that kind of. So that's Catherine Devino. With the main actor as an American guy. I very much like Catherine Devino. She's my favorite French actress. Pardonne. Nous parlons français. Looks like a movie I, I would thoroughly enjoy. What is this Oscar man? What is this Oscar nominated movie all about? That was very hard to say for some reason. I could see this actually being an Oscar-nominated movie. Uh, right. That's, uh, I know. that's true. The Stormy Reunion 
Oh, a stormy reunion occurs between an actress and her daughter after after the actress publishes her memoirs. Yeah. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% on Metacritic, 62% of Google users liked it. But yeah, Catherine Deveneau is playing Catherine Deveneau. I, I adore Catherine Deveneau movies, and uh, I think it's even more funny that uh, it's a Korean directing uh, what seems to be a very French movie with French actors. I guess this was uh, also released in some theaters as well. Uh, according right. to NPR, uh, it was released in some theaters, so it's one of the first movies to go back into theaters. Uh, Murat Atlan uh, said four out of five stars. I'm su- surprised uh, by the unexpected uh, happy end. I think it looks uh, uh, so unnatural according to the whole scenario. By the way, I'm much delighted to watch Catherine uh, Deveneur and Julia Binshaw uh, with their amazing acting skills. Uh, that's one of the things I found on Google. Uh, but I also found uh, one star. What, what, where was that? Oh, um, <laughs> here, here, uh, no, it was two stars. Uh, if you're interested in watching this film, then great. But if you don't have the time to see it, don't bother. You're you're not missing much. A movie starring actors who doesn't mean uh, actors doesn't mean it's good. If Catherine and Juliet weren't cast, uh, we would uh, not hear from it. it I'd rather watch uh, Donkey Skin or Chocolate again. I never heard of a movie called Donkey Skin. Chocolate wasn't that uh, good a movie. Uh, I went to the IMDb this time. Uh, Anzas, mm, I, I couldn't find one at least. Uh, Anzas yeah. says, uh, 7.5 out of 10. The acting was wonderful, and the subtle humor through the film makes it more lively. But mm-hmm. Porter, Porton Genko says... Uh, 4 out of 10, boring, uh, very boring movie, uh, despite very good actors, my my, my wife mu- must keep me awake. Uh, that's not a very good sign. Here's one kind of in the middle, wow. though. Uh, Justin H. says, 6 out of 10, uh, whilst the ca- while the cast was good, I was not impressed as the movie was a bit blah, with no highlights, really, and all a bit uh, monotonous. Maybe harsh, but that's yeah. my view. He has directed one of my favorite uh, movies uh, um, called Shoplifters. Have you ever seen Shoplifters? Um, I don't think so. It's just Parasite, uh, but a little better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, very good actor, director. I, I, I really want to see this. But also coming out this week... Uh, it's a movie called The Outpost. Uh, this is uh, badly outnumbered U.S. soldiers band together to battle a force of Taliban fighters at the remote outpost of Afghanistan. I'm going to guess this is going to be your favorite movie of this year, because 
Because this doesn't sound like propaganda at all. No, not at uh, all. <laughs> no. 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. 5.9 on Thermafinity. Never heard of. Uh, Scott Eastwood. Ah, okay. Uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, son. Orlando Bloom. Milo Gibson. Talking about sons. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Okay, another movie that came out last weekend, Relic, a horror movie. A woman links her mother's increasingly volatile behavior to an evil presence at their family's decaying country home. Uh, 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 61% of Google users liked it. Um, let's see... I'm not seeing a whole lot of people I know. Jake Gyllenhaal, producer, oh. uh, directed by oh. Natalie Erica James. Uh, yeah, not a not a whole lot of name actors. Hmm. But ninety seven or ninety six percent. That's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, and it's uh, distributed by AFC Films. I t- tend to trust them with horror movies. They're so it will definitely go on my list of movies I should watch. But um, what movie would you see out of these three? I think Relic. It's really close. I think Relic is the one I would probably see first. Yeah, you too. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, the, I'm, the truth, like a couple of the ones uh, reviews I read, it looks like it could be fairly boring, even though it looks like right. it could be a very well-made film. The Outpost, like you said, right. looks like propaganda. Relic just looks like it could be scary and fun. Um, yeah. Hey, you can go to audibletrial.com slash another digital system. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital system. You can get a free book and the hiccups, because that's what I got all of a sudden. Um, you, get, you can get a free book, and uh, you can cancel uh, within the month, uh, and still keep the book that you bought. Uh, but I think you will keep it because guess what? It is very much uh, uh, a good service. And can you guess what I pre-ordered this week? What? The Sandman by Neil Gaiman. Oh, cool. Is that yeah. his new book? Yeah, I am so looking forward to the new Neil Gaiman. Uh, I love the comics, and uh, it has uh, like so many actors in it that uh, will be amazing. James McAvoy, Taron Egerton, Andy Serkis, Michael Sheen. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Lots of lots of, lots of people, and it's uh, ten hours and fifty four minutes. So I'm really looking forward to that. Hey, uh, next week uh, we will talk of news of the week. I'm going to try to guess that we probably are going to talk a little more about this uh, Maxwell story, or maybe. Well, I know she's getting transferred. Out to New York or whatever. She was transferred into another jail, and then we're going to probably see something, at least from her lawyers, and then maybe a, somewhat of a small trial before a bigger trial. We'll see what happens. 
uh, we will have another digital review of We Are Little Zombies. Let me guess, could that be a zombie movie? <laughs> what do you think? Could that be a zombie movie, Luke? I, I don't know. It could be also be about <laughs> uh, kids on their cell phones. And also about uh, the group that made Zombie. I, I don't remember their name right now. Uh, <laughs> we will have the first review of what I think is going to be a shit show, Tough As Nails, uh, from CBS. I'm having very, very, very low expectations. So uh, in case that it is somewhat good, I will be surprised. I mean, uh, but then, the kind of the concept yeah. of it that we know of is like it's has something to do with work working, and so it's like a p- people competing doing jobs like a construction Labor. at a construction yeah. site. Yeah, yeah, looks so uninteresting that it probably will be very fun to cover. Right, uh, but then we will do a main topic on something that you are because you are a deep fake, aren't you? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm fake as well. Yeah. We're all deep fakes. This we're is... R- Russian bots, right? <laughs> we're Russian bots. Yeah. So, what are we going to talk about? The deep fakes? What is deep fakes? Uh, it's a up and coming thing that people seem to be afraid of. Uh, where <laughs> up and coming <laughs> people can take one person's <laughs> speech or be able their them talking and put it on another person's body or put yeah. uh change somebody's face or body to say something they didn't say and it's goes into fake news and everything around that yeah i think it's it's going to be a fun thing because here, here's the thing i i've actually seen some like Deepfakes and they look very, very real. If they have the power to create a good fake, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if they know what they're I doing. I mean, if they know that what they're doing. So holy shit, has there been some things that we need to talk about in the Jeremy Corner? But I will let you go first. Uh, the only thing I had was uh, an article that I just saw. So why don't you go? I'll send it over, and you go into whatever else you had to talk about. Well, I I'm thinking about the most prevalent sex scandal on on uh, the gaming community um, ever. It's it's been such a thing over and over and over again as. I have seen so many people talking about this that it's almost a little crazy. Uh, have you heard uh, about this like uh, uh, problem uh, that has been in the WoW community and things like that? The World of Warcraft people? Yeah, yeah. No, no. This is not what I thought you were going to talk about, but okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> no, so so it's it's just like... It is. Uh, it has been such a a, a big thing that uh, it almost came uh, in the shadow of, of Doctor Disrespect. So it's it's uh, a, a thing called Method uh, Method Josh. Okay. Method mem- members. So uh, Method is a guild inside of wor- World of Warcraft. Sure. 
and and a person that has been a raid leader in World of Warcraft uh, 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 has been uh, accused of uh, uh, rape and uh, soliciting minors and things like that. And it has been this huge, 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 huge thing. Really? Because I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, the biggest thing yeah. that I heard was the whole Shane Dawson thing this week. Yeah. That was the big that was thing. The other thing. Yeah. And it, well, the whole beauty community, everything, really. Yeah. There was Jeffree Star and then Shane Dawson. And I think the Shane Dawson thing was the biggest because YouTube actually demonetized him completely. So. Mm. I totally agree. And there's so many crazy think? clips out there of Shane Dawson, uh, which some of it I can understand as jokes, and other ones I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> it is extremely weird, yeah. I find it very confusing that uh, uh, that it's this big. I, I, think, I think one of the reasons was because Shane life life live casted uh, his kind of feelings when he watched the tattoo video i've seen right. the tattoo video and it it is very filled with accusations that are pretty damning towards both shane and and uh, uh why why is it always the same people who are involved in the like the biggest I you know what i mean know. right is it all ma it manufactured that kind of makes me think it's all manufactured um, go check out that article I sent you in the yep. chat. See it? Most Americans believe Russia targeted U.S. soldiers. Want sanctions in response Ooh. from... Uh, it says that a majority of Americans believe the Russians paid Taliban to kill U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan last year. I think we covered this at the beginning of the show, but okay. Uh, according to a Reuters Ipso poll... Uh, the National Poll conducted Monday-Tuesday shows that American public uh, is deeply suspicious of Russia uh, four years after they tried to tip the U.S. presidential election in Donald Trump's favor. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Did I try that? Right. Not, is this I'm reporting? Not so <laughs> It's kind of guessing. <laughs> it's like, I guess maybe it had somewhat... I mean, they're uh, reporting uh, on a poll that says that we yeah. we as the media told everybody this, and guess what? They believe us. That's what the poll says. Uh. Well, I guess the Russian is to blame for everything, but we already knew that, so that's nothing new. No, it's not. No, that, that is absolutely not new. <laughs> Well, uh, my name is Fro, and I'm from Norway. My name is Luke, I'm from the US. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.